We're going to be in first, or excuse me, Second Timothy, chapter three. Second Timothy, chapter three, and beginning in verse fourteen. This afternoon, I was reading the testimony of a lady who had been saved. Uh, she was involved in, in uh, just a life of, of witchcraft and, and darkness in her life. And she went to a hotel room and found a Gideon Bible, and she stole it. And uh, she took it home, and she, and she began, she said she opened it up, and it was, it was Deuteronomy um, and, and she began to read, and it says, Everyone who is involved in witchcraft is an abomination to the Lord. And she said it just pierced her heart, and she began to, to think about it. And, and over time, began to, to look into God's Word and ended up repenting of her sin and putting her trust in Jesus Christ, inviting Him into her life. Um, and I think of that, there's so many times the Word of God goes forth. And changes people's lives. It is, it is a powerful book. Um, I believe we need the Word of God, not just for salvation, but for, for every part of our spiritual life. God's Word is a, is a spiritual food to us. Uh, it is an encouragement to us. And uh, it helps us learn how to live the Christian life. Uh, and Paul is writing to a young man named Timothy, who is a pastor... And uh, was one that Paul would often leave behind when he would leave a place. He would he'd leave Timothy behind to help strengthen the churches. And uh, he's writing to him to encourage him in his ministry. Uh, but he also talks about the Word of God and the importance of the Word of God. And if you read through the pastoral epistles, and especially First and Second Timothy, you find a great emphasis on the Word of God and, and the sufficiency of the Word of God. Uh, for, for ministry and for the Christian life. And so he's, he's encouraging Timothy to say, hey, look, you're timid, you're, you're, you're concerned about your ministry, but let me tell you, God's Word is sufficient for what you need. And so um, as, he, as he encourages Timothy, we find out some things about the Scripture and some things about the way that it can help us as well. Because uh, the Word of God... Praise God is not just for pastors, it's for God's people as well. And so, uh, we need to be in the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit of God to speak to us as we read it and study it and uh, hear it in messages. So, uh, the title of my message is The Benefit of God's Word. The Benefit of God's Word. And let's begin reading in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14. But as for you, that is for Timothy, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from childhood you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. So the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The benefits of God's Word. Why should we study God's Word? Well, first of all, because it reveals God's wisdom. 
it reveals God's wisdom. If you look in verse 15, he says, From childhood you have known the sacred scriptures. Is that not an amazing blessing? Those of you who have uh, godly parents who taught you the word of God, who are brought to church, is it not a blessing to know the word of God? Uh, I was uh, I was talking with my family uh, this afternoon, and we, were, we we got onto a discussion, and and uh, Megan says, "Well, I was already thinking about that. I was thinking about this scripture and that scripture." And I thought, I thought, yes, <laughs> you know, she's she's being discerning, and uh, isn't it a wonderful heritage to to know the Word of God? Um, but he says to he says to Timothy, "You have known these scriptures." He says, "But they are able to give you wisdom." For salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So there is a wisdom in God's word that goes against the wisdom of the world. Uh, He says this wisdom for salvation. What is he talking about? Well, Timothy's already a believer. Uh, He he gets, uh, in in the next chapter, he tells Timothy to do the work of an evangelist. Uh, I believe God's word provides wisdom to share the gospel with other people. One scripture in Proverbs says, He that winneth souls is wise. How does that wisdom come to a person so that they can win souls for Jesus Christ? It comes through God's word. But God's word and and God's wisdom isn't just limited to winning souls. It it gives wisdom to every aspect of life. God's word talks about how to have joy. Uh, You know, if you go into a bookstore and you see the self-help sections in bookstores, it's it's amazing how many things you'll see. Uh, God's Word tells us how to live a life of joy. Um, God's Word provides uh, wisdom for how to raise your family, uh, how to relate to your husband or your wife. Uh, God's Word provides wisdom for your finances and how to, uh, to live and, and do things at work. Uh, every aspect of our lives is addressed by God's Word, and He's given us wisdom. And so if you want to be wise um, in, in, in how to live for God in every sphere of your life, you'll find that in the pages of Scripture. Um, I can remember uh, being taught uh, the, the Proverbs. And, and my dad challenged me when I was in, in high school. He said, son, you ought to read uh, one proverb that corresponds with each day of the month. And so I did that. Several times I did that. And um, I was just amazed by how relevant uh, the, God's Word is to what we're facing. It, it is so, it, it's like uh, it, all the issues that we face in our lives are right there in the pages of Scripture. And God tells us, He gives us wisdom and how to deal with it. Um, David said this, he said, You have made me wiser than all my teachers because your Word is my meditation. Isn't it, isn't it something when God, when a person studies God's Word and they end up having great wisdom at a young age? Timothy was an example of that. Uh, he said, Paul told Timothy, Let no man despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word and conversation and, and all of these things. You be an example. How do you, how do you get that kind of wisdom to be uh, an example to the flock of God? Well, it, it's found in God's Word. And, and everything from Genesis to Revelation presents the wisdom of God. There are two paths of life. The scripture says that 
our thoughts are not the same as God's thoughts, and our ways are not the same as His ways. That God's ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Uh, and so uh, we need to, to base our lives upon the wisdom of God and going in His path versus the path of this world. Uh, that's why uh, I think just looking to the world and what the world thinks it needs is not the basis for preaching. Because the world th- has one idea of what they think they need, but God's thoughts are not the same as our thoughts. And so what they need is the wisdom of God so that they'll understand their need to get off this path and get on the path of following Jesus Christ. That wisdom is found in the pages of Scripture. So uh, Paul tells Timothy, all the wisdom you need is right here. It's found in the Word of God. Uh, so uh, the benefit of God's Word is, is uh, that it reveals God's wisdom. And as we choose to, to be under the Word of God in church. As it, and by the way, I appreciate the fact that you're here tonight. And that you're seeking to hear from God's Word. You know, there's a lot of things people choose to do. Um, but, but praise God for a hunger and a thirsting for God's Word. Uh, it, it does reveal God's wisdom to us in God's path of life. So you make that choice in, to be daily in God's Word. And then, uh, not only does it reveal God's wisdom, it improves our relationship. It improves our relationship. And I'm talking about our relationship with God. Uh, the Bible says that salvation comes through the Word of God. And this is one of the things he says, wisdom for salvation. Um, Paul says this. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. First for the Jew, but also for the Greek. There is a, a, an inherent power in God's Word that brings people to Christ. Uh, I remember as, as a... As a 10-year-old boy, we'd gone to Sunday morning, Sunday night, and after Sunday night church, we had another message that we were listening to on video, and so we had had a screen up there and a projector uh, back in the days before the internet, and uh, we, we heard a message, and I still remember the title, Religion Versus Repentance, and uh, the scripture verse that was used, but unless you also repent, you will all Likewise, perish. That scripture was repeated throughout that message. And he began to talk about all the things people do and the religious activities. But he says, if there's no repentance, there's no salvation. And, and the Holy Spirit of God just pierced my heart with that word. And it's like God said, that is you. And, and that began about a year-long process, a struggle in my life of whether or not I would bow the knee to Christ and surrender my life. To follow him. Uh, that's the power of God's word. And I was 10. I, I won't tell you how old I am now. But a lot of years have passed. <laughs> and, and isn't it amazing how God's word. Just one simple sentence from God's word. Can make a difference. Um, Ravi Zacharias was laying in a hospital bed. And if my memory serves me. I believe he had tried to commit suicide. And he's laying in this hospital bed, and he hears somebody in the next uh, place over discussing John 3.16. 
And there on that hospital bed, he gives his heart to Jesus Christ. That's the power of God's Word. There is something inherently powerful. And as we share the Word of God, uh, it is powerful to bring down strongholds and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and of God. Did you know that people out in the world are deceived? They're under the deception of the enemy. The Bible says there's a spiritual blindness upon them. And the Word of God is the Holy Spirit's instrument to cut through that blindness and to open eyes and to reveal the truth of what is really going on in somebody's life and and their need for Christ. Uh, So uh, God's Word, is it, it improves our relationship by bringing us to faith in Jesus Christ, but it doesn't stop there. If you look in the next verse, he says, all Scripture is inspired by God. Now, uh, in, in the Greek, it is, it is a compound word. It's just one word, theonoustos. And what it means is God breathed. So that when Paul took up his pen to write his epistles, and when Peter took up his pen to write his epistles, and when Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John took up their pen uh, to pen the, the Gospels, uh, and when the Old Testament writers took up their pen to pen the Gospels, or to pen the scripture. The Bible says that what was happening through their writing and through their human personality, God himself was breathing out those words. So that scripture is not just the product of human ingenuity. Scripture is the very word of God. And so what does that mean for us? What he's saying here is that you can, first of all, you can trust God's Word, but also that God himself is speaking to you in the pages of Scripture. Now, there there are promises to Israel, and there are promises to individuals in Scripture, but somehow, even though there are historically addressed things in the Scripture, there is a timelessness to it, and there are principles in it that, that go across time. And that apply in every generation and to every heart. Uh, God speaks to us through his word. So it improves our relationship because as we come to the word of God, God speaks to our hearts. Um, I remember uh, when, we, when we did Share Jesus Without Fear, uh, evangelist uh, Bill Fay. Uh, was sharing about how people had had shared Christ with him. And he never forgot what what they did when they shared Christ with him. And he said, you know, we can share stupidly. (laughs) I don't think he used the word stupidly. But, you you, you know, you can mess up as you share the gospel. But God can take that crooked arrow and shoot it straight. And, and it, it, when you present the Word of God, there's something that's, there's a power there uh, because it speaks to their hearts. Um, God speaks to us, not just to bring us to salvation, but He also speaks to us through the pages of His Word to communicate to our hearts. Um, I think of, of Abraham, and God tell, tells Abraham, uh, He says, you're going to be a great nation. Now, Abraham was hearing this as, as speech, okay? He's hearing his speech. 
But this was, the, this was the Word of God. Later on, it got written down by Moses. But, but Abraham heard the Word of God, and his life was never the same. And, and, and he believed the promise of God. And the Bible says that God credited it to him as righteousness. God used uh, his Word in Abraham's life to bring about a change in his life. I love the, the story about his name being changed from exalted father to the father of a multitude. Isn't that something? The change in his life. Sarai was changed to Sarah. You know, God, isn't that the, the, the thing that the Word of God does? It, it brings change in our lives. Uh, God spoke uh, to Jacob as he's fleeing from Esau. And you remember at, at, at uh, Bethel, he, he lays his head upon the rock there, and he, he has this vision of angels ascending and descending, and, and uh, God just ministers to him there and speaks to him there. There have been so many times that I've gone through a, a trial or a difficulty in my life, and I open up the Word of God, and, and somehow God ministers to me. He encourages me, or he, he, he shows me a direction I need to go. And the Word of God speaks into our situation. Um, David says, uh, he says, I, you know, I, I saw the wicked prospering, and he said, I was frustrated, and he said, and then I entered the house of God, and I understood what their real destiny is. I believe he was hearing the word of God, and God took his frustration and gave him perspective. Have you ever had that happen? God's word speaks to us. It's God himself speaking. It's God breathed. God is speaking through his word. And it's just a powerful thing. Um, so it will improve your relationship. It will correct you when you get off in sin so that you can confess that and draw near to the Lord. Uh, it will show you how to live the Christian life. And uh, it will show you the importance uh, of drawing near to God, all these things. It, it improves your relationship in so many different ways. So, so be in God's Word and view it not just as an old dusty book about the past, but view it as a living Word that God has breathed Himself, not just to impact prior generations, but to impact and change us. Um, that is the, the power of God's Word. It improves our relationship. So it reveals God's wisdom. It improves our relationship. Thirdly, it brings God's profit. Verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Is profitable. All Scripture is profitable. Yes. Song of Solomon is profitable. Leviticus is prof profitable. Uh, the clean white pages as well as the well-worn pages, it's all profitable from Genesis to Revelation. Every bit of it makes a difference. Every bit of it is helpful. Uh, the word that's used is a word that means things that are especially helpful. Uh, I just like that because God's word is helpful. I remember um, in my last church, I, I was struggling. I would preached through Exodus and I got to the tabernacle and I thought, well, God, I, I'm ready to go somewhere else. I don't, I don't want to go through this. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me. You teach this. You keep continuing to teach through this. And, and so I struggled and I wrestled with it. I, just, I told God, I said, Lord, people aren't going to come to hear this. And I, I just was having a dialogue with God. And, but I finally surrendered to him. And you know what I, I saw? 
I saw God begin to do an amazing work uh, through his word in Leviticus. Who would have thought? And I saw people broken over their sin. And I saw people weeping at the altar. Who would have thought Leviticus is profitable? Can I tell you it is? Sometimes we may not see the profit of it. We read through and it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Uh, But what I found is the more that you study the Word of God, the more He reveals it to you. And and you can ask God, uh, Lord, reveal uh, this meaning to me. And and you can use uh, study helps and things that God has given us and people that God has gifted to help us understand His Word. Uh, But it's kind of like digging for nuggets. You know, have you seen those old westerns where they're digging for gold? And uh, you you know what I've seen? If you dig long enough in the right place, you're going to hit hit some gold. (laughs) And if you're in the right place, and we know the Word of God is the right place to dig, amen? Uh, There is is gold to be mined in the pages of Scripture. Every bit of it is profitable from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, God has has breathed that out so that we can have benefit. Um, I've been amazed. We've been going through the book of Job on Wednesday nights. And, and I was a little hesitant. I'd, I'd preached on the first couple of chapters of Job and, in the, and on the last few chapters of Job. But I, I'd never gone through the whole book of Job. But you know what I found? Man, there's some great stuff in the book of Job. <laughs> I've been mining. <laughs> and there, I've been hitting some nuggets. I mean, it's been good. But, you know, uh, it's funny how you may shy away from this certain area of Scripture. But, but all of it is profitable. I had one person come up to me and uh, at uh, the first church uh, I pastored, and he was upset by I, I've just been I've reading the scripture, you know, but he was upset by what I what I had preached, and he said, "You just need to preach somewhere else in the Bible. There's lots of places to pre- preach in the Bible. You don't have to preach on that." And this verse came to mind, and I just told him, I said, "The Bible says all scripture is profitable, and uh, you know it's true." Everything from Genesis to Revelation is profitable. So, um, whenever you spend time in God's Word, know this. God has said, my Word will not return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I've sent it. So, when you struggle going through those clean white pages, remember that God will use it in your life um, and, uh, and persevere. Um, so, uh, God's Word. The benefits of God's Word, it reveals God's wisdom, it improves our relationship, it brings God's profit, and finally, it equips for service. It equips for service. Now, he, he speaks about the profitableness of God's Word for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, the ways that God's Word can be used And those are helpful. But he says this in verse 17. So that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You could say well qualified, well equipped. Uh, This is the idea. God's word equips us for service. You know, I think... Oftentimes in our culture where we have so much, we forget this basic truth. And we think, 
Well, we need to have the right guru tell us what to do. Uh, we need to have, and I'm not saying that God can't use people, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is this. Beware of thinking that a human being has the answer that God doesn't have. God has given us his word, and it equips us for every good work. Isn't it amazing that uh, in places like China where it's illegal to be uh, a Christian, they have a, at least, at least in the... Uh, uh, non-state-approved churches. Um, it's illegal. And, and, you know, you don't have all the benefits that we have here. It's not like you can go into a Christian bookstore and, and find all of the how-tos. But you know what? They have the Word of God. And you know what's happening? The church is exploding. They have none of the things we have here. And yet somehow God is able. Imagine that. It equips us for service. Um, the more that we grow in the Lord and learn how to walk with Him, the more we'll be able to be effective in being what God has called us to be. Um, scripture has been put to the sideline in, in many places in our culture today. Uh, we've been told that, uh, I heard of a, a church that, uh, one of the churches I grew up in, uh, that uh, they had a group of people that wanted to do away with the preaching altogether and just do worship. There's a problem there. We, we've gotten to where we think that God's Word is not necessary. Or maybe we say uh, that, well, we just need to, to, to talk about people's felt needs. And so we, we fashion our teaching, we fashion uh, the preaching based on some needs that people think that, that, that they have. Well, that may be good. But when my children were little, they thought all they needed was sugar. But I gave them vegetables. They didn't like that, but I gave it to them because they needed it. There were nutrients there. Uh, sometimes there might be things in God's Word we don't think we need, but we do need them. All Scripture is profitable. That means it is useful. It is necessary. Uh, sometimes the, most great, the greatest truths are things that maybe we might not at the outset think we need. Uh, I think of, of, of looking at my position in Christ. That wasn't even on my radar screen when I became a new Christian. Learn about what, what is your position in Christ. I didn't think about it. I didn't even. But, but later on, as I began to study God's Word and, and, and begin to study what the Bible said about who I was in Christ, wow, what an encouragement. What a, a, a thing to strengthen me. Um, well, you know, people, people know the gospel, preacher. You don't need to dwell on the gospel. But you know what I found? When I began to study the gospel, and to study the terms that are used to describe what God does through the work of Christ, I found I would just be so moved. And I love Jesus more. And I, tears would come down my cheeks in my study as I, as I read about what Jesus Christ had done for me. That wasn't a felt need before I came to Christ. But wow, how it has enriched my appreciation for the Lord and my worship. Uh, 
God has, has, has brought things to bear on where I'm at. Um, I, I think of reading the book of Joshua in times where I've been discouraged. And uh, he says, be strong and of a good courage, for the Lord your God will fight for you. And he will, you know, he'll be with you. He will guide you. He will go before you. And, and what an encouragement that was. You see, at different seasons of my life, I've needed different things. But guess what? God has provided for those things through his word. He's equipped me to deal with the different things that I was facing at the different seasons of my life. One of the things that's awesome to me as well is that the more that you study God's word, as you, as you have different experiences, you say, wow, I never noticed that before, but that is so true. And maybe you weren't that far in your experience to where you had experienced those things and you'd learned it, but, but you see it after having lived that experience and you're like, well, that is so true. Um, God's Word just equips us to be ready for what we haven't even experienced yet. Um, I think of, of uh, times that, that I have just been at a loss of what to do. And, and I'm reminded of the verses that say, "Here's God will there will be a voice behind you saying, here's the way, walk in it. And what an encouragement that was to me in those times. So God prepares us through his word. There's a scripture that I learned, and I believe it's in Isaiah 41 in, in verse 10, uh, that, that speaks about the fact that uh, God is with us and he's our helper. Uh, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. For I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. What an encouragement that has been to me in times where I've sensed my own weakness. You see, God's Word touches every area of our lives. And sometimes things we may not think we need that much. I, I, I remember my mother telling me when I was growing up, oh, Roger... Uh, you, you just need to spend time with God. You need to pray. You need to do these things. And I was like, yeah, Mom, I know, I know. You know, and I, I, I kind of took it for granted. Later on, uh, when I was a pastor, uh, another pastor came, and he said, he, said uh, he, he was talking to me. He's actually my director of missions. And he said, uh, God turned my church around. He said it was declining the whole first year I was there out of seminary, and he turned my church around. I said, well, how'd he do it? He said, well, God convicted me that we needed to put, he said, I put a big sign across the front of the church, my house will be called a house of prayer. And he said, everything that we did in our committees, in our, everything that we did, we included prayer. And he said, God turned it around. Guess what? What my mother said was true. I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid. But guess what? It was true. And when I came to a point in my life when I needed it, there it was. God had provided it. And he even affirmed it. Isn't God gracious to us how he affirms his word and he affirms his truth to us, the lives of others? Um, God's word equips us for service. Isn't it amazing that 12 men who didn't seem to have a clue, Jesus even said to me, how long am I going to be with you? When are you guys going to get this? 
Uh, how haven't you? Didn't you understand this? Didn't you understand that? Uh, and, and it seems like they have no clue. Then after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descends and they begin to share the truth of God's word in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. God does a work that only he could do. Um, I'm convinced that God is still able. I'm convinced that his word is sufficient. Do you believe that? God's word is sufficient. I believe that God is still able to save souls. That he's still able to build my church. By the way, do you know who builds the church of God? Jesus said, I will build my church. How does he build it? He builds it through the word, through the power of his spirit, through God's people serving in the roles that God has given them to fulfill. Um, The scripture says that God has gifted us. And so, Uh, God, through the supernatural gifting of his people, through his word, through his spirit, grows his church. Now, if the church is not growing, that's that's an indication to call to prayer. It may be an indication for self-examination. Isaiah 58 talks about fasting the people saying you know we fast god why don't, you know we're fasting and praying why don't you listen god why haven't you heard us and then god begins to share with them well you are fasting but here's here's what you're doing in your life here's the sin that you're committing uh you're, you're exploiting your workers uh you're doing evil and uh, to each other and taking advantage of each other and you're taking advantage of the widow and the orphan and so forth and so on and, and he says, this is why your prayer is not being answered. Um, as we uh, seek the Lord, sometimes we need to ask ourselves, Lord is, there, Lord, is there anything in my life that is displeasing to you? David prayed, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Uh, there is a supernatural power what, is, what does the scripture say? My people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God's word is sufficient. God's spirit is still powerful. The work of God through the individual members of God's church still can make a difference. His power is real. I'm convinced that God can use a nobody to do great things. Are you convinced of that? Gideon in the wine press, hiding from the Midianites. God says, rise up, mighty man of valor. Who, me? (laughs) Moses. He said, God, I can't even talk right. You want me to be a spokesman? You want me to talk to Pharaoh? God took Jephthah, who was the son of a prostitute, 
He was an outcast to his people. They'd, they'd actually rejected him, sent him across the river. Uh, we don't want anything to do with you, Jephthah. And God came, when they cried out to God, God brought Jephthah back. And God used Jephthah to, to deliver his people. Listen, what we're about is a supernatural enterprise. And how does God accomplish it? One of the ways he accomplishes it is through his word. It's God-breathed. It's powerful to make a difference. The benefits of God's word reveals God's wisdom, improves our relationship, brings God's profit, and equips for service. Study God's word. Read God's word. Be in God's Word, come to church, take advantage of the opportunities to learn it and to grow so that God can make a difference in you and through you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for giving us your Word. Father, I, I, I don't even feel adequate to express how you've used your, your Word in my life. But God, I thank you that you are a supernatural and almighty God that can use your word to change people's lives. Father, help us not to shy away from sharing it, from using it in our witness, from applying it to our families.